And like that, we are back. Well, not we. I am back. This is the 100th episode special of the Money Game Podcast. I know it's been a long time coming, a long quote-unquote journey. And this is this is a celebration. This is a celebration of my creative, my creativeness, my creative genius, and just something that, you know, I thought of one day. Didn't think that it would come this far. Didn't think that, you know, it would get responses, the reviews, the influence, the plays outside the United States. And, you know, it's, it's definitely been a ride. There's definitely been ups and downs, you know, along the way, as if anything in life. But like I said, yo, this is a celebration. We're going to take this episode to, you know, get back to the old feel of things. You know, I'm going to be doing this. Uh, by myself, you know, as if like I was the first season or, you know, back in the, the early days. But my co-host and girlfriend, she will be um, a guest on the episode. I will talk to her. I will also, my man Sean Dub. I'll be talking to him, asking him, and I got an announcement to make. But before we get into all of that, uh, I'm going to just start with this monologue and just, you know, talk about, you know, how I've been lately. So, you know, lately... I think I've been, you know, work. I've been, I've definitely been a work in progress with this thing. If you wonder why, you know, the podcast hasn't been, you know, how it was. Then, you know, the last thing I did was, you know, just me, you know, uh, just trying something different, just trying to, you know, impact the youth and, you know, just see what it's like, you know, to be a kid in this era. Cause you know, I'm definitely not. So you, you know, for those who thought I threw a curveball with the last content, it was just me trying something different, some, you know, trying to be innovative, trying to keep this thing fresh and trying to, you know, shoulder the load of this whole, you know, all the expectations that are thrown my way. So, uh, first off, let me give a shout out to my, uh, my audio Mac listeners, um, as well as Spotify. I'm starting to see that now I have a, I have a, uh, I have a hold on the ages 17 to 35 for some reason. I don't know, you know, um, how that happened, but everybody 17 to 35 that listen to this and find some inspiration, whether you're driving to work, at work, at home, whatever you are doing, if I'm making y'all laugh, if I'm being informative, I appreciate the fact that if you, if you, even if you didn't listen to a whole episode or whatever, you heard the first three minutes and, you know, the fact that I got through your headphones, your AirPods, your radio, your car radio, whatever, your speaker, and you listen to me or anything, any type of content that I've ever did or like the video on Instagram, you know. Um, and, yeah, I got to talk about this Instagram thing, too, because a lot of people are confused, too. But that's uh, I'm going to save that. But um, like I said, I appreciate, I appreciate everything everybody has did these last, what, uh, going on three years. Well, September, August will make uh, around that area will make uh, three years. So I'm glad that everybody found something entertaining out of what I do, because in the early stages, you know, it was kind of hard. I didn't know what I was getting out of this. A lot of times I felt like I didn't know what I was doing or I made the wrong decision to even start podcasting. So it's always good to know, you know, that somebody's listening or to see, to look at the stats and see that it's playing outside of the United States. But, you know. United States is where the anchor is, so that's where it started. That's where the ship started selling at. But to, for it to get out to to Nigeria 
and to have a solid foundation in Nigeria, to have a solid fa- like a solid uh fan base, I mean, um and uh Ghana, like that that's crazy. Like Ghana is one of the places I wanted to travel, you know. I think it's very historic. So to for me, to one of the places that I always wanted to go, you feel me? I have a solid fan base, solid listenership out there. And for me that's crazy. Checking on it, you know, like last year, you know, it was starting to build, but now it's to the point where it's solid. I got people on Audio Mac who are searching for this, listening to it. Got uh, some of the top influencers in the world listening to it, and I have a like a stream of fans that I could just check out and see how many times they're playing it, what episodes they're playing and playlisting, and it just shows me that you know, even when I wasn't at my best, at my highest level of consistency, I still y'all still found a way to go listen to older episodes from two years ago or last year or, you know, comment or playlist of episodes that, you know, I probably didn't like that much, but y'all found something in it that y'all loved. And that's all, that's the uh, crazy part about this is that, that like you can, you can make content all day and not know what part will impact somebody or give advice or give some type of sports criticism or something and that connects you with the people. And this whole time, I never knew that this put me in a different conversation. Like this, this put me like to be somebody like a role model to the kids, obviously, because it starts off, you know, at 17. And a lot of younger kids don't understand podcast culture. But when they do, I'll probably have more under my belt by that time that will help bring a younger audience in the younger audience that I'm aiming for. So I'm just glad to make this progress that I've made so far. I'm thankful for all the people, you know, who supported me, who shouted me out, Instagram, Twitter, whatever, who reshared my stuff, posted my stuff, whatever, commented, retweets, whatever, you know, I'm thankful for all of it because, you know, um, I'm just, um, God put me here. You feel me? I'm just fulfilling everything that is meant to happen for my vessel, everything my vessel is supposed to do. So that's just all I'm here to do. And I'm still haven't worked out this Patreon thing. If anybody could help, anybody could DM me, whatever, tweet me, or me, uh, mention me on Twitter. Like somebody reach out to me and show me like how to speed up this Patreon thing. Cause it's been a, it's been a minute. I still don't understand how to make everything, everything. And I'm the type of person that I just don't want to rush through something as serious as that because it's a lot of revenue can be gained from that. So I just like to think, you know, it's not one of them things I want to rush through because I know, you know, I've been holding on to that for a minute. But like I said, hopefully by the next episode, we are, I'll have some better progress and a better uh, understanding of how to close this thing out. Like it, it ain't nothing bare. You know, I have worked on it, but it's just not 100% finished and it's questions that I have it's questions that I want to ask before I hit certain you know settings and you know mess everything up because this has to be perfect and I feel like once the Patreon thing comes full circle then that will that will be the thing that could um help us get to where we need to get get to where we need to go and you know keep going in the the right direction now one more thing so yeah, I said I was going to talk about the Instagram thing. Before we get to the Instagram thing, um, so, all right, um, without saying, you know, a lot, let's just say, um, 
if you know me, you know, you know, you know, I'm a person of stature, you know, I'm that broad shoulders, basketball height, you know, but to, to close all that out, you know, I have a natural mug. Okay. For people who don't know what a natural mug is, something you do, something you probably don't. Okay. A natural mug is just a natural mean mug on your face. Like you're mean, but what I'm trying to tell people is that, um, that is, you know, to a person, like, cause there's other people, like, just not men have it, you know, females have it, and you'll think a female is mean or something, you know, and that, that, that might spark a conversation starter with, like, why are you looking so mean and all that, you know, never know you can go from there to guys who don't know how to pick up girls. So, um, yeah, like, in our minds, you just having a blank face, like a normal face, like, we're not even frowning. But to everybody else, it's that. And psychologically speaking, that could be, you know, a person just not being happy with themselves or their lives or whatever. And I felt like that over a period of time. Now, I really don't feel like that no more. And I'll explain because, with like I said, with the podcast in the beginning, it had ups and downs. But sometimes I would think, you know, I was underachieving or I was failing or I wasn't where I was supposed to be because I had these higher expectations for me. But one thing I had to learn is that I got to be thankful for all the progress I made. And I am thankful for all the progress that I even made from the 300,000 plays on Audio Mac, the 3,000 monthly listeners on Audio Mac. So I'm thankful for every every inch of progress made because this is this is this is not like something a normal person does. A normal person doesn't come out with a podcast and get this much exposure. See, now you're seeing, we're seeing retired rappers or, you know, older rappers, Joe Budden, Noriega, and these guys have podcasts and they can have their friends up or other rappers and stuff. I mean, they already had a following through music. You feel me? So them making a podcast is, you know, it, you know, it, it's automatically going to have exposure, but nobody unknown has came and did this in this amount of time. And if I'm lying, you feel me? Correct me. Send me some links. Send me some articles to read. But I'm not, I don't think nobody that didn't have another profession or didn't have another career in something else that started podcasting and it went this way. Like, like I said, I could be tooting my own horn. I mean, hey, we celebrating 100 episodes. But if I'm wrong, correct me. But I don't I haven't seen that happen. You feel me? It's always somebody, actor, rapper or comedian or whatever or. You know, an Instagram comedian or something that they get a podcast. I mean, because they already got a, a following. You feel me? They built it up with something else. Now they can use that following to do this. I didn't have no following. Like, I didn't have no following came in. I just did it. You feel me? No gimmicks, no nothing. I just did it. So it was some flops along the way, of course. It got me flops. If I, if I didn't flop, then I wouldn't know what it feel like to get all these, to get played in, you know, in Africa, to get a thousand plays like that, to get 5,000 like that, you feel me, to get 800 as soon as I upload the podcast, you feel me? So I had to learn. It came with it. I came, to say I came in this head first, that shit was an understatement, for real. A major understatement, like, I just came into this. A little, you know, not even for the money side. I, f- I felt like that would take time anyway. But just trying to try something different. You know? 
So that's that. Um, and uh, about the whole natural mug thing, though, like, I, I felt like it's easy to say somebody's mean or something, you feel me? But all I can say is the people that know me, they know, you know, I I genuinely give uh, the shirt off my back, like, you feel me? So to play into that, you feel me, that's what kind of keeps me distant from people, keeps me not in that space. And when I'm not in that space, you don't get a lot of productivity in that aspect, you feel me? And I'm always thinking about, if people don't know how much, like, stuff affects me, you feel me? And I was texting my uh, my therapist, and we was talking, and he was just checking to see how I was doing and stuff, and I, you know, told him how everything was going with me, but, you know, my job and stuff, and, you know, podcast, and, you know, my relationship. So, I, too, I was still telling him, like, you know, it's still, you know, the same stuff that we talked about, like, it affects me for some reason, and I'm not afraid to say that. But it's it's nothing that you can control. It's the same thing he's been telling me, but it's just like it's a fact. And it's like for now, like it's like it finally came to me, like, you know what? I can't control that, you know. Cause the people that really know me know I'm not this, you know, type of person or whatever. And people make bad judgment calls at certain times and all that. But Everything I do is calculated. Like it's always a method to my madness, and I can I can honestly say that. So, any situation a person on the outside looking in may have not understood, or try to brush off as as this, like, bro. Most of these people that ain't try ain't did never try to get to know me. You feel me? And then. And when it like when that shit did happen, like sometimes shit feel forced, or people they just make up false narratives, and then they just try to like start throwing it in the air. That's bad. That's like bad energy for me. That's bad energy because I wouldn't do that. Because somebody can say, "Oh, this person he's grimy nigga, shiesty ass nigga. He stole this from me." That's that's good and well and fine. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a be, you know, I'm gonna keep my eyes open. I ain't want nobody stealing from me. But the situation you have with that person is not the situation I have with them because they ain't did shit to me. You feel me? Especially if I known this person or whatever. The situation y'all got, it's not mine because I've known dude or I've, you feel me? I, I may have not known him that long, but he's been a cool dude. He ain't never did no shit to me, so I can't really take your situation and make it mine. And I feel like a lot of that goes on, and. It just puts me in the space because I can feel it all without saying it. I can feel stuff in the air before it actually comes into fruition. So when it does happen, I can be like, okay, that's why I was feeling like that. That's why. Because the energy is all off. And people want to talk about, like, energies and all that. Like, I'm never putting no type of energy or nothing out. You feel me? No type of energy. So... To hear certain stuff and you just be like, yo, that's cool. Like, that's cool. You feel me? But when I try to like when I try to speak my truth on situations, don't brush it off. 
Because I feel like you just it just was just brushed off because, you know, oh, you know, such and such told him, you feel me? And he felt like he had to. And when he, it wasn't even to that sentiment. I feel like it's, if it's ever wrong on any side, I, I'm the one always trying to confront it, like trying to just put like clear the air. Um, that's how I'm used to handling stuff, even amongst my friends, amongst my closest homies, which we just talked last week. We have all had problems. I mean, it's, it's, we are we are guys. We are men. It's testosterone in the room. Of course, we're going to clash. Of course, that's what keeps it brotherly is the fact that you can argue with somebody, you can fight with somebody, but in the same sentiment, be, be, be ready to go to war for that person in the same breath. Like, that's the type of shit I'm used to. So when it's different, and when it's different, like, I don't know how to fuck with it. Like, I'm used to people, yo, this is what it is, boom, you feel me? I'm not used to motherfuckers sitting around and shit, don't want to say shit, but they're ready to talk about you behind your back or talk about you right there in a group chat or some shit. Like, that's what distanced me from a lot of shit. But like I said, like I said, like, oh, I forgive it. I forgive all the shit. I'm just saying, yo, like, just, just, um, I said my truth. You feel me? Once I said my truth and all of this shit, that's the end. And I'm going in a different direction with a lot of shit. And, and I said this to say, not trying to talk y'all heads off as soon as this, but I'm saying, yo, I'm not holding back no more. This podcast was created for me to express myself. So if I can't express myself on my own damn platform, well, nigga, I will go delete all this shit, make something else, and start it and do this shit again a different way. So whatever bothers me on whatever side or however it comes to me, I'm talking about it up here. Because me talking about it up here is uh is way better than... Is way fucking better than me confronting a person or fighting somebody in the streets or some shit or just going to jail ultimately. So I'd rather talk about it up here. I'd rather talk about it up here because then it's not that worry before I go to sleep and when I wake up about situations and about stuff that's not even true. You feel me? So that's what I'm doing. And that was a great example of how I'm going to be tackling problems. I'm like, I mean, a lot of situations. You don't gotta uh, say nothing about. You feel me? I'm not gonna out nobody or throw names or throw nobody under the bus, but just the way I describe that situation, I can describe a, a lot of stuff that people want you know what the fuck I'm talking about or who the fuck I'm talking about. You feel me? But it has to. That's what I feel like this platform. That's what it was based on. Me telling my truths. Me saying how I felt about this rapper. Saying how I felt about this NBA player. Saying how I felt about this NFL player. Saying how I felt about real life shit. And it, it don't get no more real more real than the situations uh, a human endures on the regular. And I feel like this is the core of this show. This is how I built this show. So this is the way it has to go from now on. If I don't like if a situation comes up and I don't like it, I'm just I'm talking about it. Simple. This is what I built this platform for. It's not to hold stuff in. It's to let it all out. For anybody, not just me, for the guest, whoever, let it all out. This is where this is the place where you do that. This is the platform that supports that, man. So, like I said, yo, everybody, um, my boy Sean Dub, you know, I gotta chop it up with bro. You feel me? Dub Talk Podcast, man. If y'all know niggas don't know what the fuck is going on, like, y'all niggas need to pay attention to this shit, like.
you see, you see niggas come through with this podcast shit, like, and it always take, well, I'm going to say this, it always take niggas, niggas always late, like, you feel me? I'm telling y'all right now to go fuck with this dub talk shit right now, because before, like, I, you feel me, like, don't, you feel me, like, don't try to fuck with that shit when the shit is already to the top, you feel me? Now I'm telling you, this is what this niggas gaining fans at, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing the same hunger that I started with. So if you if you got that already, then I already know this is if you're looking at it in the longevity sense, which I already told him. Consistent consistency and longevity is what you aim what you aim for, bro. So and me and him already had that conversation. So this thing is gonna uh this thing is gonna go to the top. I got I got a lot of faith in it. Anything you know, I can help you with anything you want to talk about. Want me on the pod? Want to talk about not just podcast shit, just life in general, man. You know, I'm always a call or text away, so can never do that. Like I said, the one and only Simone Harris, MGP, biggest fan. So she'll be up here. We'll be talking to her, talking to her about being in a relationship with the, you know, greatest podcaster, when is she, you know, the first time she heard the pod, stuff like that, you know, but before, before we get into this, uh, before I interview Dub and shit, let's talk about something real quick now, see, I guess people thought because the Lakers won't, you know, number one, number two, you feel me, that, uh, we just fall out of that conversation, you know, the Phoenix Suns, you know, Denver before injuries, you know. They was everybody was talking about them, you know, not mentioning we didn't have LeBron or A D. But A D is back, you feel me? So okay. We back in business now, you feel me? So it ain't no need like I know like I'm saying, LeBron comes back, it's over. That's all I'm saying. And the only team I think that could give us uh can beat us in the finals is the Nets, bro. Like looking at the Nets, that would be bruh. Alone, they uh, the Lakers not as stacked as them niggas, but shit, we can defend. So all them niggas, you know, hardening all them niggas. Trust me, we got bodies to put on them niggas now. Don't don't do that. So like I said though, it just be an overall good game because everybody know what our defense is. Top three defense last year, and some of those pieces are gone, but their defensive intensity is still there. So, um. It'll be like a, a good a good defense versus a great offense, which is always gonna make it for an entertaining game because we gotta see who prevails. But I, I mean, I feel like a Lakers net series will go either way. You feel me? I'm happy for whoever wins because you know KD is my favorite player, and you know I'm tired of this you know this Golden State shit trying to haunt him. I mean, like he needed those niggas. If anything, Golden State needed that nigga, just like the Nets needed that nigga. Well. Yeah, they needed that nigga because there's just some young guys with intensity first, you know. So, like I said, bro, the Lakers and the Nets should be the NBA Finals. If some type of injury or bullshit comes up, then the Lakers don't make it. I don't know who in the West would make it a, a more better series because who else? Phoenix, they niggas keep talking about Phoenix now. Like, bro, Chris Paul, don't get me wrong, is a high IQ, high IQ player, but, bro, how how hasn't that got him to the finals? Now he had went to these teams like the Thunder and Phoenix and turned them around within a season, but why he never get to the finals with those teams? Why he never got to the finals with the Clippers? Why he never got to the finals with the Hornets? Like, 
something is something is holding Chris Paul back in that aspect, which is why I don't see this this Phoenix team. They look good right now, but they don't look good enough to be like, oh, they're my finals pick. You feel I me? Mean? Just because they hot right now, like nah, like we gotta see how they play. My hot determines in the playoffs. If you come in sweeping niggas and gentlemen sweeps in the playoffs, oh yeah, y'all hot, and then yeah, you something to worry about. But nah, they ain't even started yet. We still talking about regular season games. You know, and shit like that. But I I took my hat to the Phoenix Suns because I didn't think they would be that good even with Chris Paul. It's just some shit that some niggas can't fix. But, I mean, Chris Paul keeps proving niggas wrong. Like he just go to random teams and just blank. You feel me? So, that's that. But I'm about to hit y'all with this advertisement. Then when we come back, I'm going to talk to my man, Dub, and see what he living like, see what what's going on with him. And like that as the podcast continues. Hey, man. Okay, man. Yeah, I get ready. All right, cool, cool, cool. So, bro, I uh, appreciate you, you know, you know, doing this with me. I know you got uh, somewhat of a flexible schedule, you know, a lot you got you got going on and shit. But uh, it's episode one hundred, man. We celebrating, you know, podcast culture, podcast in general, you know. Yes, sir. And you you've been on this grind for you know a few months now, so. I like to know, like you know, how has it been like podcasting these last few months? Uh man, it's been a learning experience. Um, I really, I really learned that um to really take my time with it and to um to really be find find more ways to be creative as possible because. It's more, more as your pie gets creative, or people see that you you coming with different stuff, then they gonna love it. So, and I also, um, well, in the very in the very beginning, I was I was like really, like trying to like learn from learn from others, including yourself. So like people like like listening to the Money Game pod helped me out a lot with this. So, you know, that's big episode 100, man. Proud of you for that. Oh, yeah, man. It's, it's a work in progress. I just try to take it all in stride for real, man. Like, it's all, like I said, it's always more to be done. This the first domino of many, you know, the how I look at it. Yeah, for real, man. So, yeah, uh, I know, I know you're going to, you're going to have, it's going to be way bigger than 100. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We gonna try, yeah. We gonna try to ride this thing. We gonna try to ride this wave till we can't no more. So, yeah. But this is like the first thing, though. It's, it's other stuff I want to do. But I think this is like the first, you know, like the gateway to get what I want as a whole. So, you know, I just just gotta stick with it. Yes, sir. So, uh, do you think podcast culture is making good progress as of now? Do you think people are starting to, you know? Because when I first started, you know, people really didn't get podcasts or why they should listen to podcasts. Do you think the culture is changing for the better now? Um, Yeah, I feel, I feel like now because, you know, a lot of the podcasts are even on YouTube and things like that. Yeah, it's shot so, now. Yeah, it's audio. You can watch them. You can, you feel me? Like, the, the Drink Champ shit, that's my favorite. Drink Champs and, you know, yeah. Joe Button podcasts. Like, and, um million dollars worth of game. Yeah, so yeah, and yeah, that shit has that shit has came yeah. like, let me, 
Gilly and Wallow, like them niggas really came up in this shit, like right before niggas knew it type time. So it was right, cool like, to see shit like that happen, you feel me? Because a lot of people, like people don't know, like this whole podcast shit really like, you feel me? But niggas took it, brought it into a different culture and added like hip hop and sports to the shit. And it just, you know, it is what you see today type shit, you know? So exactly. it was crazy to see how it transformed and it became some shit niggas little clown type shit. And now motherfuckers, you know, everybody trying to get their crack at it now. Yeah. From everybody yeah. from like Instagram influencers, Instagram comedians or whoever. They know they got a following, so they try to, you know, get the podcast thing going. And go, hey, I I, I took my hat to everybody trying to, everybody in the podcast shit because you know, sometimes it's not an easy task, and you got to really sit and focus on the task at hand. So it it, it, it definitely got to dig deep for uh, creativity. Yeah, for sure. Um, it it is it does have its challenges with it all, but like once you find your yeah, it's it's easy to stay in that pocket once you find it, but sometimes finding it can be that hard thing. You gotta you sit there and look at the shit like, okay, they like when I talk about this more than this, and see what, mm-hmm. yeah, like the, how the analytics look behind that. So it's always something. It's always something cool to look at to see. You know, now you got Anchor, you know, Audio Mac, the shit be updated, so you can see who playing it where and what age group and how they listening to it and shit, so it's cool to look at that shit, man. Just to see yeah. that shit moving. So, uh, all right, um, for for Money Young Pie, like, when did you, like, when did this, when did you realize what was going on? And, like, when did you be like, okay, like, I fuck with this shit? Like, do you remember that, what actual moment it was, or how you saw this shit, or how you even knew I was doing that shit? Um, Sure, it go it go back to like like my I think it was junior year. Mm-hmm. I had came across the podcast. I had I had seen the money game daily page first. Yeah, that's the OG shit. Yeah, the OG shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's and that's how I got on to all and then I discovered you had a pod. I was like, damn, I didn't know they had a pod. So I had chatted out with him, man. Shit was shit was dope, man. And like, I did, I didn't like that that you you can tell you talk about music, and I had learned that like as far as like the stuff you listen to, shoot, we listen to about almost the same shit. Yeah, that's um, what I'm saying. Like you know, currency and all that shit in the A. Like, nigga, yeah, like, I'm, that's why I feel like a lot of niggas don't want to talk about, like, it's easy, like, good music can fall on deaf ears, especially the last year or so, so, there's a put niggas on, or niggas that people don't even fuck with, like, that whole Vince Staples shit, like, it was a whole time I was talking about shit like that and all that, like, niggas still right. talking to niggas like that, you feel me? Yeah, and niggas don't know, know nothing about Vince Staples, like people like him, Casey Veggies, all them. Yeah, like niggas is underrated as shit. Freddie Gibbs, like, bro. Yeah. There's a lot of motherfuckers, like, I'll just be talking about, like, niggas ain't still ain't, um, or Earl, Earl Sweatshirt, that nigga, bro. That last album that nigga put out, that shit was hard. I don't even talk about that shit. Like, yeah, man, it's crazy. Like, a lot of the, a lot of artists like that don't get their recognition. And they be putting out the hardest shit, like Freddie Gibbs. Even though, like Alfredo, Alfredo, yeah, was 
it was nominated for a Grammy, but I feel like, shoot, listening to Bandana, that was almost better or if yeah, Bandana. Bandana they don't even get talked about. Yeah, Bandana for me, this was kind of like set the bar for Freddie for me. You feel me? So I was like, yeah, nigga's like a full artist now for real. And then yeah. I really don't even think he lost for real in the Grammy shit. I mean, you if you look, if if Nas walks away with it, I really don't feel like you. I, I would be glad to even nah. be in the conversation. You feel nah, me? that that wasn't even a loss at all. Both of them were great albums. That's what I'm saying. So that's really not a loss to me to even be in that class to niggas is recognizing Freddie Gibbs in that way. I mean, the Grammys they at least they trying now because they just fuck shit up. Like, I'll never forgive that damn Macklemore, Kendrick Lamar shit. <laughs> I yeah, never that, forgive that. That's wild. I yeah, never right. forgive that shit. And that Cardi B when she beat Nipsey Hussle and Pusha T. Right. That shit. Nah. Oh man, that that is that's crazy. I'm like, like nah. I'm like y'all fucked up. Y'all getting the popular music, but it's like nigga, the popular, most popular shit is not always the best music for real, bro. And it's like right. them niggas ain't understand that shit. Right. Like, it, it is crazy how a lot of the times niggas be getting shorted for a great album. Like, yeah. Like, this year was the only year I felt like a good album won in the past couple of years. This is, this is the first time I feel like they really had, like, some good nominees. You feel me? Yeah, it was actual, like, rappers. Yeah, like, I think what. Who was uh Royce the Five Nine was in that bitch? I'm like, damn. Like, right, I was like, damn. When the hell Royce ever get nominated for a Grammy? That nigga should have. He should have had a couple for real. You exactly though. It? So it's like, yo, at least these niggas is making the right fucking nominees finally. You know, so that whole thing. But let's go ahead and talk. You already know how we get with the basketball shit. You know, we got to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so I was looking at that shit the other day. And you had the meme with the Brooklyn Nets and all the niggas. <laughs> this is a very yeah, yeah. shit. <laughs> bro, so, bro, that shit had me weak as fuck, bro. Because I was like, damn, that's almost what shit be like at nowadays. Shit damn, be stacked man. up. I'm starting to see like, bro. All right. The Lakers, I, I'm not too worried about the Lakers. My focus now, but I'm not even focused on the West. I'm focused on the East right now because <laughs> the you got Philly clinching the day and shit. They already clinched they playoff spot. Mm. Fucking the Knicks. The Knicks are the fucking talk of the fucking league right now. Which is yes. I can't I can't believe that that sentence formed out my mouth. Right. But okay. Right. <laughs> you feel me like okay, that's happening. Then the Celtics, you know how they are, they up and down. You never know what they're gonna get from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, no. So it's just like that. They ain't even talk about the Brooklyn Nets yet. What the fuck they got going on? You never know how they gonna look when they they clicking on all cylinders. So yeah, damn. Yeah, this yeah, is like the East. Yeah, he been stacked out, man. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. And Randall, Julius Randall with the Knicks, like nigga, this nigga's balling. Like, yeah, I've been trying. I've been trying to tell people about him though, man. But I was trying to tell niggas when he was with us, nigga, like, bro, that nigga Randall is like that, bro. Yeah, bro, bro, he get them, he get them bucks, he get them bully bucks. He post ass up, then he might even just splash it, splash it with a three. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he done got that full package now. Now he like the way he's playing. I was telling my brother this, like, looking at how he's playing, 
it's giving me like that KG in Minnesota vibe. Like that nigga's clearly the best player. Like he's he's like a four, like a point uh, forward, and he running the offense type shit, and he yeah. getting niggas involved type shit. So it's like he kind of remind me of that whole KG feel with that shit. I, like I definitely I can see I can see that for real. Yeah, like he's giving me that vibe watching that nigga now. So I'm like Randall, you know, shit. He's still he's still young, relatively young. So I mean, we we clearly haven't seen his peak yet. Right. Oh, um, I feel like that whole that whole next team they got potential. Oh, quickly, quickly. Uh, yeah. yeah, them boys. Uh, and then we got their shot blocker. He injured. Uh, the Mitchell Robinson dude. Yeah, and that then nigga, he on, legit. And then on top of that, they got D Rose there, so they got yeah, veteran. veteran. They got that veteranship. Yeah, yeah. But um, on the fucking West though, bro, we got fucking you know Jamal Murray got injured. You know, yeah. That's kind of that's kind of me wiping the sweat off my forehead for the playoffs because bro, and we then, had to see Denver again. Then they had traded Gary Harris, so now. It's like, damn, they ain't even got their boys like that no more. It's just yeah. Jokic. And they ain't recoup. They ain't recoup. Like, just like damn. They, they can't even expect Michael Porter Jr. to go into the playoffs. Like, like I feel like he going to turn up, like, as of next year. Like, it's going to be his year. But, yeah. like, he really going to come for a rude awakening in the playoffs, though, because – that's gonna be a whole different ball game. Okay, the West, they still the West still deep too. That's what I'm saying. I ain't too worried though. I know I I know like when Brian get back, we're gonna see oh, what's yeah. what. And yeah, you know, you feel me? Because A D he A D getting some touches now. He's like he getting working his way back into the game and shit. But he got dunked on by this nigga from uh, what's the nigga name from Washington? I just seen that oh, shit yeah. too. Like, I don't like that got shit. Nigga bust his nose and shit. That whole marchy nigga. Yeah, oh, that nigga bust that nigga nose. I ain't like that yeah, shit. Yeah, I seen that. I like that. He really stuff on, stuff on, bro. But damn, um, Phoenix, Chris Paul is doing what Chris Paul do. Like, this nigga just went and just turned this culture around, like, within the season type shit. Like, man, Chris Paul, man, that's my guy, man. Like, niggas don't even know, like, like they be so disrespectful to him. Like, he don't put so many dudes on. It's crazy, yes. like this. Right, like even going back to the Hornets when he was with David West, Tyson Chandler, them boys ended up having lengthy careers, and then well, Tyson Chandler still playing, but mm-hmm. David West went and won the won the ship. I feel like yeah. he got a lot of that shit. Chris Paul put that mentality on him, even though he ain't even like. By that, by that time, he want Chris Paul he is now, but he that was when he was in his prime for real. Yeah. Like I feel, I can't say Chris Paul in his prime now, but he's still playing some good ass basketball. Yeah, it's like LeBron. <laughs> it's that nigga like LeBron. That nigga's yeah. not in his prime, but that nigga still the ball. Like this is what it is. Yeah, it, it's it's like. Exactly with him and Brian, they got the best. Them two and Take care Rondo, of bodies, though. yeah, them two and Rondo had the best uh, basketball IQ too. So that gonna keep you along longer than others, also. <laughs> and, and then the, and then staying in shape too. So 
Yeah, let niggas take care of their bodies, but you got the fuck you got Curry who playing out of his mind and the Warriors trying to fight him and get into a playoff spot, which I never thought I'd be saying in the next ten years. They are fighting <laughs> the Warriors are fighting for a playoff spot. But Curry's still is playing bro, he's playing out of his mind like thirty like three thirty point games, forty point games here and then. I'm like, boy. But I don't know what happened last night. Them boys got blew out like <laughs> That boy, that boy Curry, man, he has been going crazy. Like, it's all like bro, I wish Clay was here, bro. If Clay was here, bro, <laughs> bro, we had the most competitive West we ever had, boy. Yeah, for sure. Because <laughs> these niggas be gunning, bro. Like, every single slot is going to be good. Like, Clay, Clay ain't even got to dribble the ball. He got 50. Bro. What's that jump, bro, when he shot all them threes against the Bulls? You remember that shit? Yeah, I think he had sixty something, and yeah. um, he he had only took like two dribbles or something. <laughs> yeah, two or three dribbles. I was like, <laughs> damn! I was like, bro, really ain't he got to move to score? This nigga just pump fake and get the niggas catch and shoot all day. But bro, so you know, there's one team I didn't mention, and the whole time we were talking about the West, right? I can I think they kind of fell under the radar. And this is what I was trying to tell people. This is what you don't do in a market like the Clippers, bro. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So if they don't get it done, at least make it to the Western Conference Finals. Or are you writing them off as a bus team since they got Kawhi and PG? Like, because what have uh, they really? Oh yeah, for, for sure. I feel I feel like they are like I ain't gonna say. I ain't gonna say bust, but I feel like it's a disappointment. Like for for the moment, anyway. Unless they get unless they go out and then the next offseason get somebody, I don't feel like yeah, they can do no, it. No, no, bro, no, bro. Because if you were to bro to get Kawhi and PG, bro, that is a bold statement itself, bro. Yeah, that is that is win now type junk. Like you can't put that on the back burner for nothing, like. Kawhi and PG at this oh, point. Oh, yeah, and yeah, I, and yeah, I, yeah, I give yeah, Paul George his criticism. Yeah, and I give Paul George his criticism. I give him a lot of flack. But I admit, he is one of the elite players in the league. So, to have them on the same team, let alone yeah. the same starting five, like, they got to win something, bro. How, how I feel, like, reason why I said they – they I say officially they're bust if they don't do nothing by next year. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. So there's, yeah. there's three seasons. That's three seasons. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then yeah, looking at looking at like I don't even know how people were thinking that they could compete with LeBron and AD. Um, because I just feel like LeBron and AD are basically like that's two top three, top four players in the league. So yeah. they better than they better than. Uh, duo of Kyrie and Curry. I mean, not not Kyrie and Curry. Kyrie and KD. Yeah, I thought I really think LeBron was just chilling. I mean, you know that whole bubble schedule condensed that nigga. Like he was just chilling. I feel like oh, that, yeah, nigga that, that, that nigga was chilling. That was perfect for him, bro. Like it was basically like him running open gym, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that, and then like stuff fell how it fell. So like he ain't even had the toughest matchups he could have had for. That situation, like he ain't faced the um, Clippers, he ain't faced the the Bucks or the Celtics, who I felt like were who could have been a better matchup for him possibly for the um, finals. Yeah. But I feel like Lakers and Celtics this year, that's always a good final. Yeah, that would have been 
crazy. That's always a good finals, no matter who they got. Like it's just the historic shit behind it. Always gonna make right. it entertaining. Like when the, if that happens again, in NBA know they making box office money for the finals. Cause... I kind of want to. I kind of want to see how Jason Tatum's would do in the finals. Like I wouldn't even like care he lost, but like just seeing him that series when LeBron was on the Cavs and how like how they niggas... took that nigga to Game Seven. Right, they went all the way to Game Seven. Like you can't. Sleep Kyrie on wasn't it, even bro. playing. Kyrie had got injured like a one or two earlier. Yeah, he. Um, I only yeah. think he played in the playoffs. Period. Yeah, Kyrie didn't play. He got injured like a one or two before the playoffs started and shit. And them, them boys yeah. still made it interesting without Kyrie. That's crazy, man. Like Jalen Brown and uh, Jason. Jalen Brown's getting more consistent. That's always been my knock. He's hitting more big shots now. That's always been my knock. He's playing more consistent now. That's what I'm saying. The Celtics, bro. That's what I'm saying. That East Junk is crazy, though. Yeah, it is. And the guy, I mean, he, he ain't even meant like the Bucks is still in it, like. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just like, bro, like, that East Jump is crazy. But that's what I'm saying. Like, regardless but of how this I, shit play out. I feel sure. like I feel like the Bucks, they ain't taking it seriously now just because of how they went out the past two years. No, they're going to turn up. They're going to try to do something, bro. Great freak, bro. I don't know, bro. I don't know what the fuck he's going to do. I don't know if he's going to win a title ever. Because it's like he's too loyal to Milwaukee, bro, but. Yeah, Milwaukee is like, bro, like that shit's not like, but niggas don't want to play in no Milwaukee, bro. Like, exactly. Like, you got he is people. gonna have to get another star along with him, even though I feel like Chris Middleton, he he a bucket, but he ain't that star that that could take them over the top along with Giannis. Not a dynamic. He not a dynamic player. Yeah, yeah. He's a shooter though. He's a bucket though, but he's not no dynamic player though. But yeah, but I don't know, bro. I don't know though. It could work out his favor though. We we've seen we seen it. Uh, how it will work, how it's working out with um Damian Lillard. You feel me? His loyalty and how they they just start putting more pieces around him. So you yeah, know, it's working. To, it's working in his favor. You know. Yeah, he don't oh, get Forgot enough. about them niggas. That's I forgot crazy. about him. He don't get enough appreciation. <laughs> I was like, damn, how the hell we ain't just talking about we're talking about niggas. We ain't talking about Dane Lillard and the damn Blazers. But, but that's a testament to how stacked the West is or stacked how the NBA is. The NBA is competitive now, whether people want to admit it or not. Yeah, it is. Yeah, think about it. The Lakers and the Knicks are winning teams, two big market teams. Like this is a good time in in, in basketball. History. Like like I had fell out of interest with like it's shit, sports in general, but shit, I've been seeing some good shit from the NBA this this year. So I'm like, now they 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 coming with the entertainment. That was more entertaining. Definitely, definitely, man, definitely, bro. Because everybody playing basically except um, Clay Thompson, like the only star that's that's out right now, but. I'm missing somebody too. Somebody else hurt, but yeah, but yeah. <laughs> Basically, but, like the past between the past couple of years, people like Curry hurt, then Kyrie in and out. So, like you ain't saying that. That those are two top two exciting point guards to watch in the league, man. Like Curry for 
he gonna get he gonna get them three point buckets. He gonna get them impossible threes off, and he gonna he he gonna get he gonna catch niggas off guard with his handles too. I don't think he got the most amazing handles, but I feel like just because niggas know his ball bucket, control, yeah, yeah. and they know his bucket, they don't know what to do with him. He know how to pull that trigger out of nowhere, boy. Exactly, like that's crazy. Like he pull it anywhere. And so, uh, what are you about to say? Oh, is it? I was about to say, got down, even got down on two K on two K seventeen. Um, that one update they had when that nigga when you go past half court with him, he can make that shit. Oh yeah, that shit was on sixteen too, man. That motherfucker did the half court. He still yeah, gets it up yeah. to this day. Like now, they updated his shit too. Cause I be playing niggas online, but I'll be getting right with Curry. Just set a screen. I'm out of nowhere on the court. He's gonna hit that bitch. This <laughs> uh, is I'll be back there. Like I know niggas, niggas be getting mad and quitting this shit. <laughs> <laughs> but damn, uh, alright, man. So uh, we talked on the music thing briefly just now. So uh, I was thinking, you feel me? Uh, this would be a perfect time to, you know spark some ideas so last time you was on the pod you know you were talking about one of the things you wanted to do was you know like release like a like a mixtape or album or something right yeah so uh I, I released one it was i think the same year the podcast came out and all that but you know it was a whole dispute of you know trademarking and sampling and all that shit so it kind of you know went left so uh-huh. what do you think we we collaborate on a project you know, North Carolina artists, we put it, we host this junk, we put it out, we plug in our, you know, stuff we got going on and just promote talent within the, you know, within NC. How that sound? Oh, man, I definitely do that, bro. Like, I, like, I'm working on, like, stuff to get, get equipment and all that for, like, to have, so I can have niggas record. And like, I am trying to find like, find like different studios and stuff for like setting up sessions and all that. But yeah, definitely, bro. That would be big. Like we like both plug plugged in on both sides. So I definitely want to do that. Yeah, I know definitely no niggas that's nice, you know. Especially, I was talking to uh, I was talking to Glockboard earlier. So, uh-huh. and he was, he was telling me, I was telling him about the music shit and the shit, you know, he kind of, he was telling me, you know, he he looked at me like his mentor and stuff or just about like the whole music thing and shit. I was telling him like, but yeah, yeah stay with that shit. You stay consistent. Cause I was telling him, he always just send me his music before he put it out. And I used to always like, kind of like a and all the project and put like, nah, like this song go right here or put this freestyle right here. Like. Just working on track placements with him to let him know, like it's all about transitions and shit. Yeah. You don't never want to feel you don't never want to feel the same vibe when you playing out somebody's shit. So I was yeah. always, you know, do that shit with him. But I was telling him like, yo, um, just you know, just stay consistent with it, keep doing it, and keep writing shit. You know, like you get to that point. And I was telling him like, you know, how this shit set up these days. Like, bro, we don't need no label. Like, we can come into shit to ourselves. Like, you know. Get our own Spotify shit popping, all the damn shit go to us type shit. Like, the type of shit we own. Like, dude, the inmates running the asylum now. Like, we don't need, you feel me, all these other promotions. We can do our shit ourselves podcasts and music shit. Like, 
we can do all that shit ourselves now. Like we we got the tools to do it now. Like we don't need the middleman no more. Like we the source yeah. now. We can we can distribute. We can put our own shit out type shit now. Like fuck all that shit. Like, yeah, exactly, like, bro. Like I'm definitely down, bro, because I know you um got people that you um could um put something together with. I got people I put stuff together with and then that's gonna lead to everybody working together. So Yeah, and I ain't talking to Pat, even I ain't talking Pat in a minute. So I know I know he on board with a lot of stuff and you know Damo, you know, he's still locked up but he he trying to get his clothing line shit going even still. So there's a lot of yeah. shit that you know it's positive shit that can come from this instead of, you know, Niggas all up beefing about dumb shit and all this stuff. Instead of a niggas, group of niggas just coming together and, you know, trying to make this shit work. You feel me? So that's all I always look at shit like that. Yeah, most definitely, bruh. That's one thing I always wish for, like, niggas to be more to, more together because shit, people don't realize, even, like, just, like, shoot, like you saying with like some of the people from some of the people from Burnt Tea, people don't realize how many we done we done lost or we that's in that's in jail. Like Yo, I ain't even know about like, the, the, the Tashan dude. Like people I ain't I was out of the loop and shit. Yeah. I started seeing on Twitter and shit and Facebook. I'm like, damn, that was just like it was a couple of days ago. I was just like, what the fuck happened? Yeah, like, that's you know, crazy. Shit, crazy shit be going on, and I'll just be like, I'll be out the loop. Then when I see it, I'll be like, damn, we went to school with this person. I remember this such and such playing ball with this person. I remember you feel me? Like, it just be crazy. Like, exactly, it is, bro. Like, and it just, be, it just be like, make you think that, like, okay, somebody that we seen, somebody we knew of, or somebody we, you know, used to see a lot, like, they gone type shit. It make you look at life different. Like, damn, I need to cherish these moments, and, you know. Exactly. Shit. So, for real, it'd be crazy like, when you hear about people that we knew and shit. They be dying and you know shit be going on. And I'd be like, damn. Exactly. That's why like, I stay doing this shit. You know, just to stay out of the mix of a bunch of bullshit. For real. Yeah, for real. I honestly, bro, I just now. I'm either I'm either doing something like this talking about some business or working. Like, I done, I done cut out a lot of stuff. Like, even though I'm a, I'm about to reconnect with some more people too, you know, like, because I ain't, I ain't hung with some people in a while. But, like, I just been in my, in my bag, into the bag. That's, yeah. That's how you got to be, man. There's it's too much going on out here. I don't be trying to be involved with the, you know, the negative shit because, you know, it's always negative outcomes when you're surrounded with negative energy and negative people, so. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. yeah it definitely, shit, yeah, I, I, I stay away from the negativity completely, bro. <laughs> like, you, you, sometimes you don't want to hear about it. Like, you in a, in a vibe where you're positive. You don't want to hear about a bunch of negative I, shit. And, you know, like, it, People talking about negative shit, like you know, it just kind of just make me feel uncomfortable sometimes. Like speak on some shit, like Kendrick said, speak on some shit with some substance that can get us all paid. You feel me? Like 
don't want to hear about a bunch of you know negative shit all the time. Like that's why I, I try not to be on social media too much. You feel me? Yeah, like me neither though. Like cause like that that was one thing that kind of had slowed down. Like even though I was just I was real busy too, but that had kind of slowed down things with the pod. Cause like I wasn't really on social media like that, so I was like, damn, I ain't about to. Like go and drop. Talk about shit. Yeah, you can't talk about what's popping right now. You not trying to be in the mix. You feel me? Because it's a lot of negativity, bro. Like I understand completely. Like this shit will throw you off sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Though. Um, but I one one thing about me, man. I always, I always been myself. I always been been Sean. I always kept a smile on my face. Yeah. Always, shit. I didn't have fun with the moment. <laughs> yeah. I I don't even try to go and be in all this other shit. Like, cause this shit is not even really like a lot of the shit people find entertaining and like all the extracurricular stuff is not what I do and. I don't go out and party and all that or nothing. Like, I just don't simply fit in with a lot of people now. <laughs> Facts, though. That's how I feel. Like, people ain't understand what I was doing with the podcast. People ain't understand what I was doing with my Instagram pages and shit like that. Because, you know, like, people, you know, where we from, they don't have an open mind to shit people doing any damn way. So, um, like, I heard this uh, this quote, like, from Will Smith, and he was like, Sometimes, like, he, like, uh, he stayed home on weekends and shit when he mm-hmm. seen, like, niggas like Tom Cruise had the box office movies and shit. He was refraining from going out and partying and shit. He would dedicate himself to being one of the best actors in the world. Like, and to see that level of dedication, like, that just let me know, like, damn, like, shit, I got a lot of work to do, nigga. Like, it's still shit. That's what I say. Like, it's always shit to be done. Like, my nigga, like. That's how I look at shit. Like, damn, you gotta dedicate. Like, shit, it's cool not to be going out and shit like that. I mean, yeah. shit. Most niggas anyway, they hustling for a weekend. You feel me? So, mm-hmm. and it's cool. It's cool not to fit in with a lot of shit. Cause once you know what you, what you capable of, like, but you gotta dedicate yourself to getting it. You feel me? Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm, I never felt bad about not doing shit. Or I got my head on the swivel for real. So. I'm just trying to, I'm just playing chess here. Yeah. Always got to stay. I I just feel like people, people just not good now in minding their business. I feel like everybody <laughs> minding their business. This shit will go a thousand times smoothly. Yeah, that's, that's mostly what it is. Man. Trust me, I know all about that. I have my own situations, you know, just like every other human has. But I ain't gonna hold you too long, man. I know you just got back to getting situated at the crib and shit. But I appreciate you for, you know, taking time out your busy day to come through, chop it up with me, celebrate my achievements. Yes, you feel me? Episode one hundred, man. It's truly been a blessing, man. I appreciate your time, my G's. Yes, sir, man, and congrats on that, on the 100 episodes, man, and um, I'm going to be in contact with you about um, setting up um, that um, 
them ideas you were talking about. Definitely oh, yeah. got to get down. Most definitely, man. Like I said, like, bro, you, I know a lot of niggas that's really hungry on that music shit, so. Hey, yeah, it's always, I can always get pull shit from here and here and, you know, get niggas on tracks and do shit like that. So I'm always usually a nigga to get niggas on track anyway, so. Yeah, ain't nothing to do that. Yeah, sir. I'm a, I'm a definitely say, I'm going to be in contact with you um, right after this, probably about that. Facts, bro. Like I say, more blessings to you, man. I, I see everything you're doing, man. Like I say, man, just keep striving, keep grinding. You'll, you'll, you'll achieve true success, my my brother. Yes, sir. Same to you, man. Um, Keep on grinding, man. And I know you got way more to come. Oh, yes, sir. Appreciate your time, man. All right, man. All right. <laughs> and like that, we are back. Second half of the episode, uh, that was just halftime, if you would. Uh, like I was saying, much love to my dude, Sean Dub. I mean, we had a great conversation and very well just made a very huge announcement as well. So, bringing on my second guest, who I would say plays a important role in this thing that we do here, so... Without further ado, I'm not gonna introduce yourself. <laughs> oh, You're I thought here. I was a guest this time. I'm not a co-host. I thought she was introducing. I mean, me. you got that freedom. Okay, well, it's Simone, y'all. Y'all know Money Game. How y'all doing out there, Pie Fam? How y'all feeling? Yeah, so it's a lot of stuff going on today. It's a lot of you know, so. Before we even get to the, into this, um, as you all know, but the, the website is launching after this episode, where you can, you know, get out, get the four one one on all the episodes. And, you know, I'm trying to work in, you know, get the t-shirt thing going through that, and just you know, learn a lot more about you know the the background story of how this podcast came to be. So. Um, definitely look out for that. Money Game Worldwide is definitely going to be up this afternoon. So that's definitely good. Um, uh, one other thing I have for the last few days, I've been like taking old episodes, old mixing them together to, you know, make like this, you know, the greatest hits, so to speak, you know, since it's the 100 episodes. So also, when this is released, it will be released with the like the greatest hits kind of episode thing too. So that is it. You know, this is uh like I said, we celebrating not just what I'm doing, but podcasts in general. So this is not just celebrating Money Game Pod podcasts all over the world. This is a hundred episodes. This is a journey, quote unquote, like I said before. And and this, you know, it's been wild. You know, it's been up. Like I said, it's been ups and downs. I'm not trying to reiterate what I said in the intro, but it's it feels good to to finally get this done on the accord that I wish to get it done. So, I'm done rambling on. Um, my guest. Before we even get into this, was there anything you want to say about anything podcast this episode? Anything? Um, I like podcasting. It was challenging. When I first came on the show, I would always uh, be nervous, and I didn't really talk much. 
on some of the episodes if you listen to them when I first started coming on the show. But uh, being on the show, I think I've definitely grown more and I'm able to talk more. So I like coming on the show and spending that time with you talking on different subjects and sharing it with other people. And then especially having people like friends and family come and say, oh, we've listened to the show and you guys, we love to talk about or somebody that I didn't know listen to it. They'll come and tell me weeks later, hey, we listened to the show and you and Jeremy, y'all sound good up there, y'all. I, I like when y'all talk about this. So it makes you feel good. Um, you know, definitely shout out to those people, those fans that listen and don't even tell us. Yeah, most no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. So, first thing I'm gonna ask you, since we are here, you know, same thing I asked Sean though, around the same things, but it's different questions for uh that specialize just for the both of y'all. So, um, when's the first time you listened to the pod and what were your initial thoughts? Okay, so uh. Did we tell this story before? I don't think I think we did. Or I don't think we fully told the story. But when I first heard um the podcast is when I worked at Kroger and I used to go to work about um sometimes like three or four in the morning. So that's the time that he would still be asleep and uh one night I think he sent me the podcast and while I was at work I um put it in. I put it um I listened to it, the link, and we have like a lot of time before because that's when I was shopping for people. So I say for about four hours, I listened to content, and I was just like, man. So as soon as he woke up, uh, I think I text you. Mm-hmm. I text you, and I was like, when you wake up, call me, uh, or something like that. And um, no, it was uh. I told him. No, we you to told talk. yeah, you told me you need to talk on your Yo, break. We're gonna talk about it on your break. Yeah, on my break, cause I said you got talent here, sir. And you was like talent. What you mean? And I was like, you know, I listened to the episodes and I just fell in love with his speaking voice and his persona on the show. It was kind of different from the person that I was talking to at the time. So I, I was like, yo, I, I love it. You got a talent. And then podcast, and it was the first time somebody had told me, hey, listen to my podcast. And I was like, what? You know, usually people, they'll tell you, listen to some music they want to sing you or something like that. So somebody said, listen to my podcast. I, I didn't even know what it was at first. And then he sent me all these links. I was like, okay, I'm going to listen to it and see what he's talking about. And when I listened to it, I liked it. So, yeah, I remember that, definitely. I just had to ask that for the sake of asking. But um, what was it like, you know, having that experience, being a fan, you know, of the, you know, the person on the mic and being in a relationship with the person off the mic, and then you being a fan of the whole thing, and now you're one half of the this thing. So what was it like being a to sum it up? What was it like being a fan then being a part of it? Um. Well, as a fan, you know, I didn't know, like, how much you did to put into the show. Like, how much goes into, like, recording, getting the show together, and all that. And I guess I was kind of intimidated by that, you know. Because as a fan, when you listen to it, 
it's just like you listen to somebody talking and he's just like okay you know yeah I agree with that or I don't agree with that or this funny or whatever but then when you're actually the person that's on it uh, as the co-host you know at first I was kind of intimidated because he's he's been doing this for uh, what three years going on three years now yeah yeah three years and me I'm just coming in new so you know he's relaxed and he's all moving from subject to subject he talk about anything and then he has uh, all this hip hop knowledge like that's one thing that I love about him is the fact that uh, like I said we can randomly be watching something and he'll say well babe you know there's such 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 and da 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 and I'm just like how do you know all of this so, y'all, as a fan, <laughs> you know, listening to him on the show is different from actually being with him in the moment of trying to record the show because it's like trying to keep up with him. And, you know, I was intimidated at first and I had to kind of find my own little thing to help the show. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. So, with that, you know, you said you it was kind of some type of jitters, you know, about, you know, butterflies, about, you know, how you sound versus how I sound. Yeah. So, once you got over those butterflies and it became more natural, do you feel like the podcasting thing is, you know, somewhat therapeutic in the sense that we can talk about whatever we want and it not be like no type of barrier? I do. I do feel like uh, podcasting is very therapeutic because, you know, you can get on here and talk about all the things that you feel mm-hmm. and you know you can get that out in the air out in the space and that'd be like i said earlier that'd be the that's that's the one thing that connects with the people the most more than the hip-hop or basketball or football or yeah. the real life stuff is what bring the what like you've got connects. a lot of comments yeah. you know about people the real life aspect of it that's what connects with the people the most is you saying like oh i'm just like you Mm-hmm. So, like, what were you saying? Um, yeah, that's the same thing. Mm-hmm. That's what connects with other people more, that real-life aspect that uh, we've offered the show. Yeah. Like I said, man, it's been a ride, you know. I never expected, you know, I always thought of uh, episode 100, you know, but I always looked at it in hindsight. So when it came, and I was like, you know what? I don't know how to feel, really, you know. I really didn't know how to feel about it. So when this time came, it was just, I don't know. I, I just got to do something. But now I feel good about it. I feel like, you know, I, I chose the right people to come, and it was not nothing too, you know, far from what I would do anyway. So, excuse me. I feel like this is a good move. I feel good about everything that's uh about to happen, everything that has happened, and, you know, just uh, gonna keep working towards my ultimate goal as far as in the area of podcasting. So, like I said, this is a special moment for me personally because I, you know, I worked. You know, uh, I had a desperation in this, and you know, sometimes I wanted to give up. Sometimes I was, you know, in a shell. Sometimes I didn't know if I made the right move. Sometimes I wanted to stop early on and just be like, "Fuck it," like you know. Sometimes I didn't know if this was the right move. So the fact that I'm here on episode 100 now, and you know, and it's like I said, it's been it's been bumps in the road, but 
always managed to come back right here and get back to the basics and expand on what I started. Like I'm all, I'm big on finishing what I started or staying on track. So like I said, like I I'm in a uh I'm in a special spot right now, I would say. And uh after like I said, after talking to a lot of my close friends and peers, I feel a lot I feel greater about a lot of this shit that I did as far as podcasting cuz now I know that on a like she said on the people who didn't never tell me now I know for sure the people who tune in weekly and I know who who listens to this who listens to this on their way home from work who go listen to old episodes I know the people that that fucks with this heavy so this is what's driving me right now and I could just say you know this is a definitely a good time in my life, and for me to say that 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 lets you know that <laughs> i'm I'm definitely in a space where I'm looking at these the the future as a way for me to take this to the mainstream um i know the I know the ways I sit back I study it's time for you know the inmates to run the asylum. you feel me so it is what it is. I'm happy, you know, I can do this with, you know, not a stranger or somebody that had to audition, but my girlfriend, you know, somebody who I love and spending my life with, and I know it's hard being with me and staying with me, you know, and knowing how obsessive I am about, you know, like hip-hop or sports or this podcast and stuff. Yeah, I don't know how much time and effort goes into this. Like I was saying, podcasting is not just Oh, him jumping on and talking about something like he invests a lot in this because first he has to sit and listen to material so you don't know how much academics or drink youtube and everything (laughs) he has to watch so that he has the content and the knowledge so yeah it's, it's a lot that goes into podcasting yeah, there's a lot that, you know, off the mic, people don't see the, you know, the obsession and desire to want to be great at something. You feel me? It's, it's a, to want to know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, to want to, to not, to like, to not be able to want to research and have it here already. That's my thing. Like, I, I, I in the early days, I used to have to research shit and I used to write everything out. But for me to come in like Jay-Z, that's what I want to be like. How he do songs, he don't write shit. He don't even mess up. He do every he do three verses in one take, freestyle. He never wrote it. It was it was pinned in his brain. Like Lil Wayne and him. Like, that's how I come to this podcast shit. I don't write shit. I might write shit on the board just to keep me on track. But as far as, you know, all that scribbling around, it, like, nah. I ain't like Skip. They be scribbling on the paper trying to connect their points and shit. Like, nah, that's good, though. But... <laughs> I come in and just freestyle and it's everything I know I want to say. I just got it lined in my brain to stay in all my points connect. Like, that's how I, I address this shit. And that's why people fuck with it because they know I'm not trying to be like no nerd or no shit, but it's it's already there. It ain't like I'm trying too hard to seem smart or like I'm this hip-hop guru or something. No, it's already there. I already studied. I already pictured all this shit. I already know what I'm going to talk about. I already know what album, what historic album dropped on this date, this shit, how much it sold, what was going on, the beef with this person, with the basketball shit. I know what the fuck niggas scored, how much points AD had, defense, what it's looking like. Like, bro, I, 
I study all this shit. So I work hard in that sense. It may not look like hard work to other people, but I work hard in the sense of I want to get this shit right. I don't want to be no flimsy bullshit. It's like I'm nervous. And like, nah, I just attack it and trying to leave my mark. That's the whole thing about it. So with that, this is the historic episode 100th, the 100th episode special. Make sure everybody after this go to Money Gang Worldwide. Check it out. See if y'all like it. Tell me y'all like my how I set it up or whatever. Um, like I said, the greatest hits all the way from episodes you've never heard before up until today will also be out. And one more thing, you know. And if it, for for another Jay Z reference. <laughs> Before we go, before we end this, you feel me? The Black Album, which was at that time when it came out, since I didn't have no hip hop aspect other than me and Dub touched on the made announcement, I feel like this is the perfect time. So, the Black Album, which was you know marketed as Jay Z's last album, but he came back what three years later. So, um, the last song on the album, which is ironically called my first song. He talks about, you know, the struggle, all the fun moments he had shooting videos and stuff he did with all his friends and stuff like that. Obviously, I ain't got to that point yet. Not yet. But one thing he said that connected with this, he said his mother, she created his album. How crazy is that? Well, my mother resting in heaven. You created this podcast. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for everything you taught me. And without you, this wouldn't be possible. So... Like that. Take a drink. Shalom. Whatever y'all do. Anything else you want to say? No. Nothing there. And like that. Episode 100 is in the books. It's definitely been something to remember. Great memories. Great conversation. And great people. Much love everybody.